Today's episode is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all the while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone, from adults to teens to children, could find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com. Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And today we're coming to you remotely to ask the question, are Christians just too obsessed over this abortion topic? Fuller, are you ready to talk about it? Let's go. Let's go. Fuller, what's up, my what's friend? Up? What's going on, buddy? How there's you a doing? slight audio lag for some reason in this. Uh, I noticed when you hit the record button, there's like a, a little bit of a lag all of a sudden. I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't know, man, but we are um, in our fourth location for recording in the last four recording sessions that we've done. This is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, goodness. I mean, we were at the church for a long time, and then yep. we did me and Beth in my basement. And then we went to my mom's house for the last three episodes. And now we are remote again. We're remote, dude. We're using Skype. We're using our setup that we use when we bring guests in. Yeah. But you're not a guest. Well, kind of. You're the host, my dude. <laughs> I'm a guest today. You're a guest today. Well, dude, so why are we remote? Are we allowed to tell the people why we're remote? <laughs> because I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> Sick in the head or like sick, sick? Physically sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't no, want to get the fuller I, germs. I've <laughs> got uh, pericarditis right now, which is like swelling in the muscles around the heart. Uh, you're getting so too swell, dude. You're getting too swell. Well, Brandon Soche goes, oh, you like to grinch your heart for three sizes. And I'm like, it's killing me. I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but is that a compliment or is that actually like a slam? You know? Well, you know, it's it's the cup's half empty or half full. I don't know. <laughs> but honestly, dude, you and Janiel have been troopers these last like few months, man. Like, last two years, really. <laughs> last, yeah, yeah, since you started dealing with all those lung issues with your old house. But yep. I don't know, man. It's dude, Can I ask you an honest question here while sure. we're recording? Do you struggle with... God, why on earth are you letting this happen to us? Like, do you deal with that? You know, I almost wrote an episode on that, but I'm trying to get us a special guest for an ep- that episode specifically of the... Uh, oh, I know where well, you're going with that. I know where you're going with that one. What's our relationship supposed to look like and, and how can we get through hard times with God? Hmm. And what's our outlook supposed to be? So I'm trying to get... Uh, we'll see. I'm trying to get Dale Partridge from Real Christianity on it because How dope would that be? He's had a lot of medical issues from um, Lyme disease to now he's got some lung stuff going. He's got a lot of lung stuff like I do have going on. Um, they've had to move from their house just like me and Janiel have had to move from ours. And oh, it's I a lot didn't of realize all that. 
Yeah, it's he's him and his wife are both struggling pretty bad, uh, health wise. Um, ever since he basically started his podcast, which I've been struggling with health issues since we started RTC, and it's just uh, you know trudging through the mud to continue on. And here we are, so, my friend. We're still going. And here we are. We we're, are. We're what? Like power? <laughs> I know we're past at least episode one ten by now. I mean, people probably oh. are like, we know what number it is, but. We record so fast sometimes that it's nuts. Because like, uh, I think this is one eleven. This is one, somewhere around there, like one eleven. One eleven? No, maybe one twelve. I can't remember. But either way, dude, we are Go in the one hundreds and we are cruising. We have gone through multiple studios locations. We're about to get our permanent location, right? As soon as I get uh, healthy enough to finish it, yeah. Well, we'll stop getting a, a sick, per- bro. You keep making these excuses like you're sick. Yeah, jeez, Chris. Get just, off your lazy butt. Just, do just something. Stop going to the fake doctor getting these fake prescriptions. That's We're just, just we're like, over it. Like Shia LaBeouf says, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. But, dude, I'm glad we at least get to record, though, man. Modern too, technology. Man. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, yeah. we're cities apart now. I moved I moved and was basically your neighbor again. Then you up and left. But We are about 43 minutes from each other right now. Yeah, so... A little bit of a distance. But, hey, we're here, dude. We're here. We're recording, yeah. and we're still doing it. Now, I had to ask, though, since you're not feeling that great, are you still drinking coffee, though? Because I got my coffee. I am drinking coffee right now. I, I even got it in the RTC mug, which Ooh. is kind of blurry because I got the blurry background. Yeah, I don't have my – I have my South Bend cup. Like, Wait, no, this way. Nice. This way. Nice. Yeah, see, mine just blurs. You got that oh, background wait, blur. Wait, there, it is. there it is. Oh, wait, wait. It's there. trying to think that RTC is a phase. It's weird because my camera's here, but you're like way over here. So I keep. Well, the camera's here, and I keep looking like you're over here. So I'm trying to back up so, you know, it doesn't look at completely. It's weird because weird I'm looking like at a reflection of myself and not you because this is for the YouTubers <laughs> out there, you know? But what are exactly. you drinking tonight, my dude? So tonight I am drinking a Kalamazoo Coffee Company, the Maple Walnut Ground. And this coffee, here's exactly what it says. It says, this coffee is an absolute delight. On a cold Michigan morning, flavors of maple, hickory, and real walnuts mingle pleasantly, hosted by the smoothness of a fine, medium roast. And it's actually pretty good. So we've been on, like, you know, with my in-laws, COVID lockdown, and then me getting sick. I haven't had any time to roast coffee. So I've been trying to buy some more store-bought but not like store-bought not you like store-bought sto- yeah not not, you know, like not eight o'clock coffee stuff no not not folger silk or anything like that but like actually decent coffee so i've been drinking some la columbia the uh, reformation coffee company uh i did the great commission coffee i'm doing some of this the kalamazoo coffee i'm doing jeffrey's you know that kind of stuff right now where'd you even get that kalamazoo coffee from I got it from Martin's, believe it or not. Really? It, it was in their specialty coffee area at Martin's. Huh. And it's, it's actually pretty darn good. I had another one earlier on from the weekend. Maybe I'll feature it in the next episode. Uh, that was a blueberry crumble coffee, and that was pretty good, too. That I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not a big flavored coffee guy. Like I'll, I'll do typically, maple because it's sweet, you know? Yeah. But... Typically, I'm not either, but that, that these kept, you know, the blueberry crumble... Janelle loves anything blueberry, so that's true. Uh, I was like, "All right, well, I'll get her this." And I tried, and I'm like, "It's actually pretty good." And the aromas it gives when it's brewing is really, mm. it's really nice and sweet. And I'm not a blueberry fan, but it's pretty good. Which did you guys get to go to Blueberry Festival this past weekend, or did you guys not make it out? 
so we did. We went to Blueberry Fest oh, on Saturday. We went to Blueberry Fest on Saturday, and then about five hours after we got back, I had a stabbing chest pain, thought I was having a heart attack. It took a nice ambulance ride to the emergency room. <laughs> yeah, Janine was texting us updates the whole way, man. Oh, yeah. Well, she thought I was dying. I thought I was dying. So we didn't know it was pericarditis at the time. We thought it was something else with my heart. So Yeah, normally Janine doesn't text me, but the amount she was texting Beth and I that, those, well, I would say 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Stop doing uh, that she, to her, bro. I'm telling you, she was texting everybody. I was hearing from people I haven't heard from in like years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, dude, I'm drinking that Zen Cafe stuff again. That uh, Tanzania double nice. A. Dude, it's with my creamer, yeah. not that, I don't know, that white chocolate mocha stuff that my mom had. This, it's a That's good hit. But, but I got to ask you, though, dude. Okay, so I maybe have uh, maybe through middle of next week left of this bag, and then I'm out. I have no more coffee left in the house. So I got to figure out what to buy next. Do you think it's worth going to Martin's mm. and getting that stuff? Try that Kalamazoo uh, coffee? I think it. I think it's worth it. Okay. I think it's very good. And it probably doesn't First, cost as much as what I'm buying these other, you know, bougie um, micro groceries. Yeah, I think it was only seven or eight bucks. Oh, for, dude. It's a 12 ounce bag. Yeah, this bag was like 20 bucks that I just, the last two bags were 20 bucks. Well, that's, that's basically what I've been doing. I've been buying that, you know, you get a pound for 18 bucks type of coffee. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, the problem with buying that is you got to order it and then you got to wait, you know, a few days to a week to get it. And I was out of coffee like then. It was right, like, okay, right. either I'm drinking, either I'm drinking the nasty Aldi coffee or I'm going to pick out a coffee. So I picked out like four different bags of coffee. So I had like four <laughs> pounds of coffee. So you're good. I'm good. And a uh, good thing I did because then I got sick. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, I had ordered two bags from Jeff or two, three, three bags from Jeffries. Oh, what? I thought yeah, you just ordered the one. I ordered three. No, I ordered three more bags. I ordered that uh, Jamaican blue or Jamaican me crazy stuff again. Yep, yep. Um, I ordered their Mickey Mouse blend. No, and hold I up, ordered, hold up. Uh, what? Yeah, Mickey. There's Mickey Mouse blend, and then I got a caramel mudslide, which is pretty good. Caramel mudslide from Jeffries. Mickey Mouse. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well. I mean, it makes sense, though, that the Fullers would have a Mickey Mouse coffee in their house. Let's just be honest. Well, you got to. And you know what? I saw something the other day. Somebody was, they've been trying these different coffees from different places, and they've been saving the bags. Uh, oh, actually, I got somebody, a buddy who does that. Yeah, everybody does that, too. Somebody just did it through the Reformation coffee, and they did tulip. They did all the tulip this summer. That's all they drank. Oh, I just and so they, they had all the tulip bags. That's funny. cool. That's, I don't save yeah. my bags. I dump them into a, like my little like canister, and then then I go. Yeah, but that's typically yeah, typically what I do. Yeah, so I'll so. I'll have to go to Martin's tomorrow, or uh, probably not tomorrow. I have all the kids by myself like all morning, so we're gonna hopefully go buy flowers tomorrow morning and get the mums all ready to go. You know, may God have mercy on your soul. Right? Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. But we're gonna get the yellow mums because Notre Dame football season, so we have to have our yellow right. mums in the front yard. So got got the game tomorrow on Peacock. That's, that's right. I got Peacock. I'm ready. I did too. <laughs> well, well, I already had it. I already had it. So I'm good to go. It's Toledo. It's going to be a butt whooping, but it's it's going to be okay. But you can only watch it if you paid the five dollars. Did you pay five five bucks to watch it? Even you if you can't watch, can't watch it on the free. No, I have a uh, I have like Peacock through Xfinity. Oh, perfect. You so I, I think that. I'm good. If not, I'll pay the five bucks. Yeah. 
that's why I, I didn't have it. So I was like, I'll pay five bucks to watch it. I'll pay five bucks. Right, exactly. It's just like, and done. I did that last yep. year for the Duke game. Well, hey, before we right. jump into the conversation, we got a review to read, dude. We had another one. This All is right. our 52nd review on Apple Podcasts, which is awesome, which is great because I know Spotify is growing like crazy right now. And for some reason, yeah. Pandora, our Pandora listener base is growing too. Um, awesome. But this is from Grace Grand Claire, and she says, I'm, I'm going with she. I know we're not supposed to use it, but I'm going with she because I think this is a she. Um, it says, you guys are so amazing and inspiring. I actually just reaccepted Jesus into my life, and it is so amazing. I love your podcast, and I use them to work out too. Well, wow. Grace, I'm glad we get to join you on your workout adventures because, you know, Thank your you. boys ain't working out right now. Wait, wait, breathe, breathe. Now push up, hold, now push down. And then push up and hold. <laughs> is that our? Did we just work out for the episode? Is that our workout? You know, the way my lungs are right now, that was a workout. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. The only lifting I do is lifting the Lord's name on high. That's that's the only lifting I do. The Lord, I lift your name on high. <laughs> there you go. Well, dude, should we get into the conversation? Let's go, buddy. You know, we are going to talk it. about a super hot topic issue that has been going nuts in the social media world for about, what, maybe right. the last month or so? Just because Something of, like that's been crazy. So just because of the Texas ruling, I mean, now let's be honest, though. Abortion is a conversation that comes up in every election cycle. It comes up, I, it seems like, at least in a major, you know, news cycle at least once a year. But now with right. Texas, you know, um, what, what's, what is the official language? It's the fact of if a baby, a baby cannot be aborted, aborted if a heartbeat is traced, which is like six weeks, right? I think something like that, yeah. Something like that, six weeks. Yeah, I can hear your kids in the background. I'm about to hear mine because mine are about to go to bed too. I love yeah. it. I love yep. it. But you know, but this this conversation around abortion, I feel like us as Christians, um, I know there's some Christians that have different views on okay, it's better just to have legalized abortions because we're at least taking care of moms rather than these back alley ones. But as a whole, as a collective, I mean, I would say most Christians believe in the sanctity of life. And right. believe that abortion in and of itself is not necessarily good, um, right. but I would think most people would believe that that abortion is is wrong. I mean, I grew up believing it was wrong, so I didn't know anything else. I mean, is that the same way you grew up too, though? Yeah, I mean, I always grew up thinking that abortion, being taught that abortion was wrong because we're killing babies. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> right, and that's it. We're we're killing babies, and that, and that's kind of just where most people are like. That's just where the buck stops. But, you know, we talked about this in the uh, personhood theory conversation. We talked about this in the made in the image of God conversation of so many people want to wrestle with what makes a person a person. And I think that's where a lot of this, I mean, A, that's where part of the conversation lies. But then the other part of the conversation is more the fact of a woman's right to privacy to do with her body whatever she wants to do. And abortion care is... Uh, reproductive and it's medical care. So, you know, now when I when I watch TikTok videos and I'm watching Instagram reels and about all these different videos about abortion, it seems like right now the calling card against Christians is the fact of we hate women. Um, we're a bunch of, you know, a bunch of white dudes sitting around a table talking about a woman issue that we have no business talking about. Um, you know, it's just a clump of cells anyways. And at the end of the day, isn't it better just to not even bring a baby into this broken world if a mother can't take care of this little one? Like, it's better for it just to not even be here. And and I see all these videos, and so much of the argumentation is behind 
a woman gets to choose what she wants to do with her own body. And then the other side of the conversation is just, it's not even a human. So why are we even, you know, why, why are we splitting hairs over this? And, um, I, I wanted to check cause I did some research on Margaret Sanger, which I, I know, you know, who know, you know, who Margaret Sanger is founder of Planned Parenthood. Um, I, I actually read a lot of articles because a lot of times you'll hear that the the reason why Planned Parenthood was created was to control the black population. And the reason why Planned Parenthood is mostly in black neighborhoods is because of that reason. Um, but I actually was reading an article from uh, the National Public Radio, NPR, and they actually did a whole investigate an investigative study after Ben Carson's dead stuff like that. And a lot of those claims I've, are, are apparently not fully true. Um. So, oh, hey, Chris, you still there? Uh oh, I think we just lagged out. I think we just lagged him out. Uh oh. Let's see if I can get him back in here. All right. Dude, Fuller, you you're again. back. <laughs> All right, Fuller, you back? I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you were gone for like 15 minutes. I don't know what happened. I, I don't either, man. You guess it said low connectivity, and then like everything was showing that everything was working, and it just wouldn't let me receive any. Like I kept hearing your calls, trying to come back through, and it wouldn't let me accept it. It would only let me end the call. It wouldn't let me accept the call. That's odd. I'm like, what well, the heck's I was going talking, on here? and then all of a sudden, I'm like, I think Fuller's froze, and I'm like, how am I supposed to keep these people entertained until Fuller reconnects? <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm just gonna pause. So audio, we're back. YouTube, I'm gonna splice it because I just I've literally been chilling here for like. I don't know, 15 minutes, just, just hanging out. But Fuller, where we right. dropped you, um, we just finished the Margaret Sanger quote, you know, no woman can call herself free who does not control her own body. And, you know, I know you know who Margaret Sanger is, the the founder of uh, um, Planned, Parenthood. Planned Parenthood. And there's a lot of controversy around the founding of Planned Parenthood when Ben Carson made the comment of Planned Parenthood was just designed to kill black people and control the black population. That's why most of them are in black neighborhoods. Um, but I was actually reading a review through the national public radio NPR and they, they went into all the claims and they're like, okay, let's see what this actually says. And they found more Planned Parenthood in, you know, more astute white communities and that it wasn't de designed to control the black population as much as it was that people who needed the help to have safe abortions, that's what it was designed to, to go towards. And I don't know if you've heard of anything different or, or what you, you've heard well, from that is. I've heard that it traced back a little bit further and that Margaret, Margaret Sanger uh, drew her inspiration actually from the Nazi regime and what they were doing with the experimentations on Jewish people. And, and I read that, but I think right. Margaret Thatcher was, wasn't she before that? I know, I know Nazi Germany had high views no, think, of I Margaret thought, Sanger. I thought, yeah, I thought she was after Nazi Germany because I didn't think she was around until the 60s or 70s. Look it up for me because my laptop. Yeah, don't not touch working. your phone. I'm not touching my phone. Yeah, no. I, so I, Margaret Sanger, she was born in 1879. So she was already okay. practicing by the time World War II came around. And and I know gotcha, Nazi gotcha. Germany had a lot of good things to say about her, but she wasn't necessarily a Nazi either. Um, so, right. but, but we do know at the end of the day that Planned Parenthood was designed around this quote of no woman can call herself free who does not control her own body. And a lot of issues that go around abortion is just the fact of it's my body, it's my choice. So if, if, if I'm the one who got impregnated and I have this thing growing inside me and I want it to stop, that's my choice to make it stop. Right? Well, 
No. Because <laughs> the way you're making it stop is by destroying somebody else's body. So right. it's no longer your body, your choice. It's your body that's another body's growing in, so you destroy another body to save your body because you whatever reason. Right. The only control the only control they should have is whether or not they open their legs. That's their body, their choice. And that's that's what I've always said too. <laughs> and and so maybe we will segue off the the notes and just chat. You know, but, like I mean, I've I talked with I, friends and I've said I, the same thing. I should I should back off because you know there is cases of rape and stuff like that, and uh, I'm not trying to say throw a blanket statement. I guess I, I'm gonna I'm gonna recant what I just my statement that I just made. But but that. but the common reason for abortions are um, you know sex, like that's what it is. Is it's an unwanted pregnancy? That's what they call them. It and, is right. Yes, but. Uh, I'm not trying to say that every woman has control of over keeping her legs closed because obviously in a rape situation, this is not the case. So I recant on on my statement is what I'm saying. And I know people appreciate that. But when you look at percentages, you know, and this is a conversation we had with the teenagers years ago, um, because, you know, the the, the biggest pushback towards pro-choice is the fact of, well, what if someone, like you said, is raped? And do they really have to carry this baby of from the rapist and deal with this? Um, I've also heard of of the the conversation of, you know, why do we feel like we have to control every little aspect of someone's life? I've heard, um, you know, what about the the deaths from bad abortions? Because abortion has been going on for centuries and millennia. Right. I mean, it's I, I mean, you know, they used to hear the back alley abortions with the coat hangers and, you know, trying right. to rip these babies out. Um, and these are the common pushback that us as Christians get, you know, besides the one that we had the conversation with Andrew Wood of, um, you know, Christians are just pro baby. They're not pro life. They're not pro mother after the baby's born. And I, there's a lot of proof that I have and that, that Andrew Wood was talking about that could, I, in my opinion, disprove it. But for some reason, the church as a whole has gotten this reputation of, we care so much about this abortion issue that we'll vote for, for people who, um, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll just call it like it is. Um, some people might get mad at me about it, and I'm talking policies, but like, you know, you have someone like Trump who is not a moral, ethical man by any fair stretch of the imagination, but since he's pro choice or since he's pro life, we're going to vote for him as a single topic voter, which I don't know if what, what your thoughts are on that. Um, and then there's also signs of you see churches protesting and people protesting outside of, of abortion clinics, which I'm I'm all about having those conversations with with people. So right. I guess this is the question of are Christians too obsessed about this abortion topic? Do we just need to shut up and go away? Do we still need to fight to illegalize abortions all over the map? Do we just say, well, we're not going to win this battle. So what can we do in the process? Like mm-hmm. these, these are thoughts that I think Christians are wrestling with, but I also see a lot of Christians celebrating, and, and me too, the decision that was made down in Texas. Well, I think a lot of it has to come into, you see a lot, there, there's a there's a disconnect in part of the church. So you have part of the church that says that, uh, you know, I, I'm pro, pro-life pro and no abortions, but hey, I want the death penalty too. Mm. And so, uh, you know, a Christian stance should be no there should be forgiveness for everybody. Yes, there's consequences, but we should value everybody's life as a creature, as an image bearer of God. Whether they're saved or not, they are still made in the image of God, and we should value those lives. Um, 
But are those different topics though? Because like they, you know, they are. They are. But once one's doing, one's going against a criminal versus one's trying to prevent the death of an innocent life. You correct. Know? But but what you're saying is that even a criminal, uh, but they can say that's criminal death. What happened to their body? So I could say, hey, this lady was raped. That was criminal act. So why would she have to carry that baby? You know what I mean? And that's what a lot. But, that's what a lot of people but, say, right? Right. But for me, it's no. I value all life. I even value the criminal's life. Yes, they should be punished, but I don't think their life should be taken. There's a difference. That's not my job. I'm not the ju judge, jury, executioner alone. And that's the way. Uh, that's just my personal views of the way I fall. And I'm not saying thus saith the Lord on it. Um, but for me, in my household, that's why we we value life as a whole, not just baby form. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that that's where, in my opinion, that's where a lot of the church misses it, is that I value a life, but I don't value all life. And I think that mm. there is some truth to the um, the people that claim that, that Christians, you know, value the baby, but not the whole life, even though there are a lot of uh, organizations out there that help. I, I'm talking church as a whole, I think has failed in a lot of ways of upholding the moral ethics to keep one of these babies from even being conceived, right? Right. If we did, did our jobs and stood up as a church and quit being bullied over, um, I, I, I think there might be a little bit more protection and thought before doing the deed. Uh, and then, you know, maybe we'd have a lot less even opportunity for abortions. Um, and then again, I think there are a lot of women in the past, I don't think so much now, but in the past that were shunned if they were pregnant outside of wedlock, they were shunned and outcast and you're oh, on your yeah. own. I mean, you were, yeah, it was, I mean, there, I was even watching a, it's, it's like the old game. It was a, it's a show over on Netflix and one of the characters in there had a baby. I mean, we're talking, you know, late 1800s. She had a right. baby. She was known as like the promiscuous woman in the town. Well, that's the you Scarlet know? Letter, the book, the Scarlet Letter. Yeah, Nathaniel Hawthorne. Yes, what it's based on is based on a woman who had premarital sex, and now she's got to wear the scarlet letter. She caught in adultery. And then I think about, well, the controversial chapter in John, where Jesus and uh, the woman who was about to be stoned that they drug out for adultery in front of him, he said, uh, he who is without sin cast the first stone. That's what he told to them, to those people that were shunning and going to punish her because it wasn't their job. And then to her, he said, hey, go sin no more. You know what I mean? Basically mm -hmm. like, hey, you're forgiven, but don't do it again. <laughs> so there was true repentance. And um, I, I think that I, I like to believe that chapter in John. I, I like to believe it's true. Um, and so for me, I think I like to view it as I'm not the judge, jury, and executioner people. Um, but I think we also need to not be like that the 1800s or whatever prior to the shunning aspect of it. And that's where I really think this mindset that came about during the feminist movement of the early 1900s into the 1930s and 1940s um, happened because of how they were shunned and treated by the church back then. And that mindset's just carried on today, even though it's not the same. Hmm. So that's my opinion. Yeah. And, and I don't want to go down too far down the road of, of what the church has done since, cause I know we had that conversation with Andrew Wood a little bit, but right. focus on abortion right now. And in, in your opinion, do you think we should keep fighting for laws to outlaw abortion? Do you yes. think we should keep fighting to protect those innocent lives? Or do we just, I don't want to say roll over because that's not the right word, but do right. we just say, look, we're never going to change the laws, 
but what can we do to love our neighbor in this regard? Like, like I think well, that's where the hairy issue gets is at what point do we as the church cross into the political sphere versus cultural sphere versus biblical sphere? And it's just, it's messy. It's yeah, messy, so, you know? So to, so to me, I think we should stand on the promises and the truths of God. Leave politics out of it and stand solely upon God values the life of this mm. child. And that's what we're fighting for. We're fighting for the, the value of the life of this child. Um, because we have, us as Christians know, for, there's been plenty of scriptures, where, you know, God says, to Elijah, I knew you and your mother, or to Jeremiah, I knew your, you and your mother's womb. So th- there's been times throughout history that God has revealed to us through certain prophets or, or writings in scripture uh, that he's known us from not only the beginning of time, but he's created us in our mother's womb. And he knows us. Right, and that's and what so makes us human, is we're made in God's image since conception, you know? Correct, and so we need to value that. That should be something that we should, we're told to value that. Um, you know, there's scriptures that talk about how children are blessings, not curses. Mm. There, there's all these scriptures about it, and so for us, I'm not standing on anti-abortion as a political stance, or a moral or ethical stance, I'm standing on it as a, hey, this is a biblical, it's always going to be biblical for me, because that's my mindset, and that's my my goggles in the way I view the world. Right. Um, well, but that, that, that goes to it. It's your Christian worldview, you know, that right. all exactly. humans are humans. And and this is where the conversation bleeds into uh, euthanasia as well, because if we're talking what makes a human a human, is it brain activity? Is it the breath? Because people want to argue of, oh, you know, Adam wasn't a human, and so God breathed the breath of life into him. But that's that's what started the human race. That's, that's, you know, what happened. That's not prescriptive. It's descriptive, but you know, so many people want to have these, these arguments of when does a human, a human, and that goes back to our worldview. Well, I have to look at it as it's at conception because that's what the Bible hints to. Right. That's the way I I've got to view it. And so, um, because I view it that way, uh, I don't stand against for political reasons. I stand against for biblical reasons, for God's reason. God values that life. He created that life. I need to stand not for God, but with God and trying to protect them. And I can only do it's like uh, it's like a witnessing act. You know, you can go okay. and witness to some. You can go and witness to somebody, but you can't guarantee what you say is going to necessarily lead them to Christ, right? Right. And, All, and we're not called you're to not, convince you're anybody not, to come exactly. to Christ. You're not you're not called to you're not called to reassure and make every woman not have an abortion. We're called to speak the truth in love. And the rest is in God's hands. And we pray and we diligently pray that the abortion laws in this country change, that abortion is ceased throughout the world. And we're going to continue to spread the good news and speak truth into these women's lives to try to promote that. That's our job. I can't force anybody not to have an abortion. Um, I, I don't. Th- th- you're right. That's your body, and, and you're going to kill another body, and that's your cho- and that's your choice. So it's your body that the baby's growing in. That's fine. Yeah, you 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 had premarital sex, so that was your body and your choice. And then your choice is whether you're going to murder or not. <laughs> right. I mean, that's basically what we got to say. Because that's what it is. You already screwed up your body by having premarital sex. Whether conception has happened or not, you screwed up your body because you were never meant to have sex outside of marriage. Right. You you made that choice. You screwed up your body. But now you're trying to make a choice over somebody else's body. Where their, where's their body their choice? Because now you've ruined it. 
And it, it's funny to me that the same people that are saying this, my body, my choice, is also the same people that are the ones that are all in support of everybody being mandated vaccinated and not to bring up vaccines. It's just a correlation that, hey, it's my body, my choice, unless it comes to something that I want you to do. And that it's my choice, your body. <laughs> so just, so I guess here's the question. Where does this stem from? I mean, for me, it sounds like a sense from selfishness. Uh, this is yeah. this is what oh, this yeah. is what I want over what you want. And it, and it also comes from our worldview because at the end of the day, like let's, if we want to go back to consistent worldviews, if we believe in evolution, survival of the fittest, um, that, you know, we're, we're here by, you know, I don't want to say just chance cause no one believes that, but, but basically we're here, but there's no end in sight. The end is just to make this world a better place. Uh, well, of course, you know, if, if a baby happens to get killed, it doesn't really matter because it doesn't matter what happens anyways. It's the Lincoln Park song, you know, like in the end, it doesn't even matter. But right. for us, for Christians, where it's like, no, 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 that's an actual human life that's made in God's image. So therefore, we we want to protect it. Now, we, us as the church need to step up and say, okay, you need to have this baby. Not you need to have it, but, you know, this is a real human being. And we want to come alongside you to help you in this because it is hard. Parenting is really hard. Right. You know, you got three, I got seven. It's not easy. Right. But it goes back to our, our worldview. If we want to trace that worldview back of if we believe in survival of the fittest and that it's okay, well, then euthanasia is not really that big of a deal. Well, in, in all honesty, this is where it gets really bad. Um, if we believe that survival of the fittest again and, and evolution, and we're just, a, a, you know, we're, we're just animals out there. Rape doesn't even matter. Murder doesn't even matter. Thievery doesn't matter. It, well, it goes beyond that. I mean, child abuse, child molestation, nothing matters. There is no line. There's no baseline right? of morality. No, there's no standard. There's no standard. So it's all survival of the fittest. So if I can overcome you and overpower you, then I get whatever I want. Right. Because that, that's what survival of the fittest is. And, and we see that in the animal kingdom. You know, the strongest it, one just beats up on the little one. People want to want to say survival of the fittest until they really start going down that trail. Okay, what does this mean? Until it messes with their life, yeah. Right, because that means murderers go free. It was survival of the fittest. They were stronger than the person they killed, so they deserve to die. That's mm -hmm. the nature of law, right? Well, wrong. That's not the way we see it because we have a biblical worldview. And really, truthfully, that's not the way a lot of people see it because they would hate to live in that type of world. They want justice. They look at this, the whole, all the Black Lives Matter. It's a cry for justice. 100%. It was all a cry for justice. And that's what they say. They say that's okay to cry for that justice, but it's wrong and unethical for Christians to cry for the justice of babies. And all we're asking for is the abortion clinics to be shut down. That's all we're asking for. We're not asking for people to go to prison and, you know, taking people's lives because we're upset and looting and burning and rioting. And we're not doing all that. Mm -hmm. We're standing outside just trying to speak the love of Christ into people's lives. Right. And, and I do want to read this because I think this would be a good time to read this. Um, I took, uh, I have a book here with me. Um, it's uh, Christian Ethics. And I, I took screenshots so I didn't have to have the book. No, man, it's over there at my nightstand. Um, but basically what this book does is it takes various different topics and just kind of goes through what, what the Bible has to say about each one of them. Everything from warfare to abortion to uh, you name it, it's it's here in the book. But it talks about the biblical arguments for viewing the fetus as fully human. Because if we believe that the person inside the womb is a full human, well, it has the same equal dignity, value, and worth as everybody else. Um, it says, though, but since most of the biblical data has already been presented in, in previous parts of the chapter, the arguments pertinent to this position will simply be summarized here. 
One, unborn babies are called children in the Bible. The same word used for infants and young children and sometimes even young adults. Uh, two, the unborn are formed by God, just as God formed Adam and Eve in his image. And all these have, have scripture references next to them. Three, the life of the unborn is protected by the same punishment for injury or death, and that was an exodus, as that is an adult. Uh, four, Christ was human, the God-man, from the point that he was conceived in Mary's womb. Five, the image of God includes both male and female, but it is scientific fact that maleness or femaleness, which is your sex, is determined at the moment of conception. Unborn children possess personal characteristics such as sin and joy that they're distinctives of humans. Uh, personal pronouns are used to describe unborn children just as any other human being. The unborn are said to be known intimately and personally by God as he would know any other person. And last, the unborn are even called by God before birth. And then it says, taken as a whole, these scripture texts leave no doubt that unborn children are just as much a person in God's image as little children or adults are. They are created in God's image from the very moment of conception, and their prenatal life is precious in God's eyes and protected by the prohibitions against murder. And that's the Christian viewpoint. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the Christian right. viewpoint of saying that, the, no, the little baby inside the womb is fully human. Um, but I guess here's the question, dude. I mean, this is this is the big one. We can believe what we believe, and people believe what they want to believe. But right. how do we have conversations with people around this topic when it's already so emotionally heated and charged that you can barely— <laughs> You can barely touch it with a 10-foot pole, even before right. COVID, where we didn't need a social distance. So so how do you think, in your opinion, we can have these conversations with people in a loving, gracious, gentle way, but still say, look, no, that's wrong? Well, it all goes back to speaking the truth in love. I mean, it's meeting those people on the street. Not only just, you know, I know that there's several groups, including some people we know that stand outside the abortion clinic and preach the gospel and are just looking to have conversations to try to prevent um, bad decisions from being made and walking to, into an abortion clinic and doing something that um, they may regret later on. Um, but also valuing the human human life. You know, we, we just said that uh, we gave all those points of what makes a baby a human. And, uh, and there's, I, you know, I'm sure you'll post it in the show notes, but all those scripture references that go along with all those points that you just said, because they're, there's a lot of scripture in there that backs up all those points that Mark was just reading off. Um, but really, it's just approaching, being able to listen. A lot of it is listening to the story. Um, I, I believe that we need to become better listeners than we are speakers. Hmm. Uh, speaking is a good thing, uh, but listening is better. <laughs> right. Uh, and sometimes it just takes a, a, a loving ear um, and let them kind of, Babylon and you just ask questions um, and, and they could, they could eventually talk themselves out of it by right. just them telling the story. Um, but you know, in those instances that you are speaking do it gently and, and loving because it is an ordeal. And I don't think I would hope that there's no woman out there that would just go willy nilly into an abortion clinic thinking, Oh, whatever. But they've actually put some thought into it. Um, and, and maybe they're torn. Uh, I know I've heard of instances of, of a lot of women being torn and, and, you know, people like, uh, that go up to the abortion clinics were able to just kind of be there for them. Um, and they decided not to follow through with it. And there's a lot of stories where people still went through with it. People. And, uh, the biggest thing is just staying strong in those moments because you know, Satan's going to throw everything he can at, at you either through that person or through others around or that come by <laughs> mm -hmm. as we heard of a story from, uh, one of our dear friends, uh, 
who a guy drove up and was just screaming and cussing him out and flipping him the bird yep, <laughs> because yeah, they were standing outside the, the abortion clinic. So, um, you know, you have to, you have to be ready and, and definitely go into it with lots of prayer and, um, listen to the leading of the spirit. So no, I I agree with that and add to it, you know, you gotta be prepared to actually walk along people, you know, right? and and life is messy and it's gross and it's dirty. And so many people, you know, we, uh, we want the suburb life, even with our relationships where everything is clean and it all looks the same, but that's not what working with people is like. It's messy and it's dirty and it's hard. Um, and I just, I just looked up the stat real quick, um, from a couple of different places and I just Googled it. Um, but they say that nearly one in four women in the United States will have an abortion by the age of 45. And wow. so the chances, you know, 23.7%. And so if it's wow. 23.7% of people have had abortions, that means potentially someone who's listening right now has had one and, you know, or, and, thinking, about having or one. thinking about it. And we're not here to say that you're too far gone because no one's too far gone. And, you know, the Bible still forgives. And we talked about, are there any sins that are worse than others? And well, yeah, there's natural consequences that we have to deal with because of our sin, but that doesn't make us any farther separated from God than, you know, me and Fuller, you know, I don't know, him punching me. Cause that's, that's not cool. That ain't nice. That's, that's <laughs> sinful. That's but, a mortal sin. <laughs> that's a mortal sin. You're going to hell for that one. No, but it's the same sin as, you know, like, you know, lust or looking at pornography or, right. you know, cussing someone up and down or gossiping or lying behind someone's back. I mean, all sin separates us from God, but God redeems all sin. And, and you right. know, people still have to live with natural consequences of their actions. That's called natural consequences. But right. God is still able to forgive that. And I think that's a message that a lot of Christians forget to tag on to this abortion conversation. You know, a lot of people who have had abortions, I think are scared of the church and scared to Mm. walk into the church because if they've had an abortion, they've committed like the unforgivable sin, which isn't the case. It's, it's not the case at all. I mean, we still have to love, love people through that. And it's, again, it's not easy. And, you know, the only thing that I keep going back to whenever I've had conversations, and I haven't had them in a little bit, but when we were having with the teenagers a lot as they were processing, it's the fact of you just have to keep going back to is, is that person in the womb a full human? And the answer is no. Well, then you really can't convince someone of that except for the fact of asking the question, okay, so what makes them a full human? What causes some, like what what causes humanness? Why why right. does one thing cause if if not? Because like if all of a sudden if you're not even useful to society, well, what happens to the eighty year old grandpa that watches TV all day long because he's too old and he can't walk well and he can't well, talk well? Like what's the, what, what's the point of him what, then? You know what happens to the to the children with Down syndrome or yeah, you know, exactly. any of the other mental illness diseases that are out there? What happens to them? You know if if it's all about mental functionality or motor skills or any of that stuff? I mean then we should be wiping out most of the population, you know, (laughs) it's true. Or, or the whole, well, there'll be a, you know, it's a burden on people or it's going to be burden on the system and this because nobody wants them and they'll be in the adoption agency. Okay. But, Again, what about everybody else that's a burden right. on society? Then? Right. I and, mean, then, and then I even ask the question, okay, so why don't we make abor- uh, not abortions? Why don't we make adoptions cheaper? If abortions right. are basically free, why can't adoptions be basically free? I mean, why can't, why can't they be free with heavy screening? I mean, you uh, know, uh, right. And like, even for me, like, I'm, you know, it's, I don't even know if, if, if uh, I, I know you know this, but here in a few days from time of recording, I'm adopting best girls. All right. five of them are going to be hides here in, in just a few days. But, 
you know, it still costs lawyer fees and legal fees, but it's nowhere near the same price as if you actually adopt someone else like who's right. in the system. And it's like, I mean, of course you can foster to adopt and you're not supposed to get into foster care in order to adopt. You're supposed to get into foster care to help kids and help the parents get back on their feet. But right. you know, so many times I feel like, you know, people want to adopt from overseas and spend 40 grand or even here locally, if you do in, 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 in house, well, not in house, that's not true in the, in the country. It's like what? 22,000, $23,000. It's, it's expensive. Yeah. Like that's not insurance. That's not nothing. So it's like, it's so expensive to adopt kids that people want to, but you don't have, you have to have the cash to do it. Right. But then it's so easy for someone to just have an abortion too. And so I feel like the system itself is even broke in that regards. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know? Yeah. I mean, when you can go get an abortion for free, but you can't adopt a kid, I mean, $22,000 to adopt a kid. That's, there's a problem with that. Mm -hmm. It's a broken system. Yep. Well, hey, dude, I got one more question before we end this conversation. And it's a question that is a fun question to have. And the question is, 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 and, and I'll use a different word, but is abortion or what a lot of people like to use too is terminating a pregnancy. Is it ever okay for someone to have an abortion? Hmm. This is uh, this is a rocky question, even in the church. Okay, depending on who you ask. Yep, that's true. My opinion is no. That's my opinion. I think if the child's going to be special needs, you God's putting that child in your life for a certain reason. If it's a rape case, um, if you're a Christian, I don't want to say God allowed it to happen for a reason, but I mean. We're Calvinists, so we, we, we believe God's everything's laid out for us. I mean, you know, God's sovereignty allows everything. So, uh, yeah, you know, whatever God's reasoning behind it is, we have to hold on to that, even if we're going to be, you know, if you're going to give the baby away for adoption or whatever. But I, I think every human life is created by God. And that there is never an instance that it's okay to terminate the life of a child. Mm. And see, I, I think there is though. I actually do think there is. And I would have said the exact same answer except for about, I don't know, maybe four, four or five years ago. Um, some friends of mine, they were pregnant, um, baby number three, they were super, super excited, but they found out that the baby was growing in, uh, her fallopian tube. Mm -hmm. And so, and it wasn't one of those situations where, okay, you can carry the baby full term and it might not make it, or there's a chance of you having some complications. It was, if this baby grows past 20 weeks, you will die, both you and right. the baby. And right. so it was one of those things of, you know, like when you're on the, I've heard the same illustration of on the battlefield of if there's two lives and you can guarantee save one, but you can't save the other, you, you always have to choose the one that you know you can save. Now, even that, there's always risk. Like there's no question. It's called, yeah, it's called triaging. Right, is what it's triaging. I don't know that word actually. Yeah, it's it's called triaging. Yeah, you go and you assess the situation and you determine, hey, is this person a one survivability rate or a five? Mm. There are one, you leave them to die, and you go work on the, the you know, the fours and fives. It's called right. triage. And that's what it was with this mom. Is you know, it could be. I mean, it still was. It was one of the hardest things I had to walk through this this couple with. And mm -hmm. you know, and, but that's what friends are for: was to come alongside each other in the middle of all that. I mean, it was a, it was, it was, it was hard to walk through that. And, but they still celebrate that little baby's life. And they, I don't want to say that they chose the mom's life over the baby, but it was the fact of you, like, you know, 
she could live and the baby not, or they both would die. No questions asked. Like there was not well, a conversation. So that's that's you know? a different circuit. I'm that's a special right, and that's why I tricked, and that's why I did that little fun little word switch on you. Is it ever okay well, to terminate a pregnancy? You know, but if you, but I'd say if you're just pregnant and you're just going into abortion clinic, like I'm, it's perfectly healthy. I'm fine. But I just don't want it, so I'm gonna get rid of it. Like that's not ethical me, at all. To, to me, if you're gonna lose one life or two lives, I mean, I don't know. That's a that's a big one. That's a toughie. It's a toughie. I would I would probably if it was Janelle, I would have probably made the same choice. And it's but but this I is mean, the difference of it was not an easy choice. They had to grieve that choice, you know. It I, wasn't, yeah, I I think that's a special circumstance. I don't think that's the norm when we talk about terminating a baby. That's not what we're referring to. But right. um, yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Right, and you know, but so that's probably like one of the only reasons I can see it. Like you know, we uh we interviewed a long time ago Carly and Colby Watts, and <laughs> right. the youngest one, Cassie, her mom was pregnant with her, and her mom found out she had cancer and she could have chemo and potentially, you know, make it. It wasn't. A, I don't think it was a guarantee, um, but it was it was a guarantee going to kill Cassie because that was Cassie in the womb, and she's like, no, I know like there's a chance that I could beat this cancer on my own the baby's perfectly healthy. The baby's okay. But even if I take chemo, the baby will die. And there's still not a great chance that I, I might make it. So, right. And they talk about that story all the time. And so the mom chose no chemo and she, right. she gave birth to Cassie and was doing great and passed away because of the cancer. Right. Um, and there's so many other stories where tough decisions like that have had to be made over and over and over. But where I struggle is when people talk about how, uh, abortion rights are, you know, it's, it's, it's medical rights. It's a woman's right. And I'm like, there's nothing medical about it unless they're legit, right. like legitimately is something medical about it. Right. Not when it's just yes, the fact of, of killing a self, like a little human. They treat it like, oh, it's a wisdom tooth that's bothering me. I'm going to have it pulled. Yeah. Or <laughs> that's know, the way they treat it. I heard, I heard this weird TikTok where it's like a tapeworm has a heartbeat and, you know, it's a parasite that latches onto you for life. So if it has a heartbeat, why don't you just let the, like, let the little tapeworm live too? And it's like, because the tapeworm's a infestation and a baby's a baby. Like, we're, are we having this conversation right now? Yeah. Well, Again, it goes back to what we talked about in the past. When you want to sin, you're going to come up with whatever excuse you have to to make it and justify mm -hmm. it, okay, in your mind, so you can live with it. And that's really what all this about, all this arguing and protesting is about. They want to justify it so they can live with themselves. Mm. Because if they really think about it, they know deep down that they are killing a baby. But they're trying to justify it and make themselves be able to sleep at night. Mm. That's what it's about. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, that's a good way to wrap up the why are Christians so obsessed with abortion is just the fact of we hate sin and we want to see life happen. And because every life is precious to God. Right. Exactly. Goodness. So I don't know, man. I mean, when it, when it comes down to these conversations, I mean, there's a lot more routes we can go, but, but when it comes to, to laying the plane on this conversation, is there any other thoughts that you have that, that you didn't get to say or, or uh, a word you want to speak over the peoples? Uh, yeah, if you're struggling, reach out to us. If you don't feel comfortable reaching out to anybody else, if you're struggling with this internal uh, battle, uh, Mark and I are, are trying to get better at responding. I know we're not always the fastest I'm not great at on responding. Facebook. Instagram, I'm really good, but not Facebook. You're, 
you're not good with Facebook or email or text, but I'm good with those, and I'm, I suck with Instagram. So we kind of, you know, set each we other. We make it work. We make other. it work. Yeah, yeah. We offset each other a little bit, so that's pretty good. Um, but if you're struggling, reach out to us. If you're struggling over having an abortion, reach out to us. Um, there's also uh, usually we could probably help you find a facility that can help you. Um, whether you're in our area or whether you're in a different area, we will try to help connect you to somebody. Or if you're just struggling with, uh, is abortion okay? Especially in this day of chaos where uh, it's a hot topic right now. Uh, reach out to us and uh, we'd be glad to talk to you um, and show you a little bit more from our point of view and from the Bible's point of view, which is what we try to align with um, and scripturally uh, why we believe what we believe. I like it, bro. I can't word it any better, my dude. All right, buddy. I can't word any better. <laughs> Time for Fun Facts with Fillmore. <laughs> well, dude, you heard the laughs. The kids are in bed behind you. But do you they have are. a fun fact to end this conversation on, my friend? Well, I do. And if it wasn't for this child, we would all be a little bit sadder in this world. Okay. All right. Okay. So. Did you know, Mark and listeners, that ice pops were invented by an 11-year-old by accident, like popsicle ice pops? Yeah, yeah. So in 1905, the 11-year-old boy named Frank Epperson left soda powder and water outside overnight with its wooden stirrer looped or still in the cup. The mixture had frozen in the chilly nighttime weather, and so the Epsicle Epsicle. was born. He sold the treat around the neighborhood at a nearby amusement park and even patent, patented the recipe. Years later, he changed the name to Popsicle because that's what the kids called their Pops concoction. That's really neat. Yeah, I so never knew that, actually. came up with Popsicles. And since then, he's become a, well, I don't know if, I don't know if he became a millionaire. I'm curious. Oh, yeah, I don't know. But I thought it was uh, very interesting. Frank Epperson. And now that's like the biggest treat that we all have every single summer. Now, here's the question, though. When you're you're sick, when you're sick, you got to have that's true. Now, here's the question. Do you enjoy a popsicle on a stick or like the freezy pop thing in the plastic tube? Plastic tube. I want the plastic tube. (laughs) Oh, yeah. After I mow, that's what I want. I want that after I mow every time. I keep them at the freezer at work, so when I come down to work it on a hot <laughs> furnace, I can have a couple popsicles. <laughs> yeah, you have popsicles at work? Oh, yeah. Well, that's dude, legit. They're like three ninety nine for it's a whole It's true. I mean, that was my college so. thing. When I was a room leader, I just kept those in my freezer, so people would pop in, hang out, and then I would just chat with them for hours as we did freezy pops. Because, yeah, it was like, what, 10 cents a pop yeah. or something? Five cents yeah, or whatever? It's cheap. It's very cheap. <laughs> but either way, maybe we should start calling them epsicles and seeing what the kids do. Epsicles. Yeah, you want epsicles? You want an epsicle? I th- you want a red one or you want a blue one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Either way, guys, we are glad to be back with you guys for another another wonderful episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast. Just like always, you can reach out to us at realtalkchristianpodcast.com. From that website, you can find us virtually anywhere you need to contact us, whether Facebook, Instagram, email, phone number. We are here to hang out with you guys and just have these conversations and continue the conversations. We've had a lot of you guys reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, and I know we have a lot of new listeners, Fuller. We have a ton of new listeners, bro, but we don't know who all the new listeners are. So feel free to reach out to us, man. We want to know who's hanging out with us because if like right now, it's just a bunch of numbers on on the page and we see how many downloads we get. That's pretty much it. So we want to hear from you guys though. We want to be able to just hang out, have conversations, drink some coffee, 
and enjoy life together. Fuller, any other words before we let the peoples go, my friend? Uh, yeah, but don't forget about uh, the CSB study Bibles and the Ooh. goatskin leather. Go ahead and check those out. Uh, CSB or LifeWay.com. Yep, CS, I think it's CSBible.com, right? CSBible.com? Yeah, CSBible. Yeah. Or LifeWay.com. Either way, LifeWay. we love LifeWay. Well, hey, Fuller, it's been awesome, dude. But hey, until next time, though, guys. Take it easy. Thank you.